In the news this week, doctors are pressured to not report illegal abortions. Paralympic legend Tani Gray Thompson says assisted suicide endangers disabled people. And thousands of pro-lifers march for life in Washington, D.C. Hello. The Royal College of Obstetricians and Gynaecologists has threatened medics with sanctions if they report a mother to the police for killing her late-term baby. In new guidance, healthcare professionals are told not to call the police if they believe an illegal abortion has taken place, or they risk facing potential fitness-to-practice proceedings. It has since emerged that the co-chair of the group responsible for the controversial guidance is Dr. Jonathan Lord, the medical director of abortion giant MSI Reproductive Choices UK. Speaking on Radio 4, the activists sought to justify the Royal College's position while calling for abortion to be decriminalised. The main concern we have is that the trend of women being investigated is rising very sharply. And although the numbers are hard to tease out, at the very tip of that iceberg are those who end up in court. And we know that six women ended up in court in the last year or so. And these guidelines are to remind healthcare staff who, in fairness to them, are just simply ignorant and thinking they're doing the right thing, but forgetting their professional responsibilities. Um, likewise, the police. You know, Yes, it's true, the police could... Um, use more discretion and common sense, but at the end of the day, they are there to investigate and uphold the law. So we mustn't lose sight. The core problem here is that the law is simply not fit for purpose. CI Deputy Director Kieran Kelly said Dr Lord was not telling the whole story. The BBC presented Dr Lord's Royal College credentials, but no mention was made of the fact that he also holds a senior position at the abortion giant MSI, what used to be Mary Stopes. This is an organisation which pushed for Westminster to approve the dangerous DIY abortion scheme as a temporary measure in the first place, and then campaigned for it to be made permanent. And we warned that women uh, and the unborn were going to be put in danger from this. And now that's happening. Instead of recognising the error uh, and ending pills by post, he wants to take another big step towards complete decriminalisation. So he seems to be using the lawful investigations of illegal abortions to further his campaign for some sort of abortion free-for-all. And that's not going to help women. Instead, it's going to result in more women taking abortion pills later and later in their pregnancy, with many more ending up in hospital, suffering complications. Abortionists seem less interested in women's safety than they do in making abortion as widely available as possible. Paralympic legend Tani Gray Thompson has warned that disabled people who don't receive enough care could feel pressured to die if the UK legalises assisted suicide. Speaking to Sky News, Baroness Gray Thompson said there are really big consequences if we change the law and our relationship between an individual and society fundamentally changes. She warned that once you allow those deemed to be terminally ill to undergo assisted suicide, the law inevitably becomes applied much more widely. It's looking at the detail and looking at, you know, other jurisdictions around the world. So 
those who want to change the law may say that, you know, the law hasn't changed in those countries, but it's the practice that has changed. So, you know, in Canada now, if you're anorexic, you can request it. If you're diabetic, you can request it. If you're poor, you can request it. And there's a case that's garnered quite a lot of publicity. Uh, Christine Gauthier, who's a wheelchair user, she asked for funding to have a ramp to her house, and she was offered the drugs to end her life. According to Open Door's annual World Watch list, over 365 million believers face persecution, up 5 million on 2022. Across the world, one in seven Christians face hostility, and almost 5,000 were killed for their faith last year, 90% of them in Nigeria. North Korea remains the most dangerous place to be a Christian, topping the list for the 20th time, with many of the country's 400,000 believers being held in labour camps and prisons for their faith. And yet, despite the unprecedented level of persecution, Open Doors CEO Henrietta Blythe has spoken of grounds for hope, reporting that more and more people are coming to faith in Jesus and churches continue to be a force for good in the communities they serve. And finally, despite freezing conditions and several inches of snow, thousands of pro-lifers have marched against abortion in Washington, D.C. Launched in protest at the nationwide legalization of abortion in 1973, this year's event was the second since the US Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe v. Wade and hand power back to individual states to legislate on the issue. The aim of the annual protest is not only to change laws at the state and federal level, but to change the culture and ultimately make abortion unthinkable sentiments that were echoed in the pre-March rally address of Speaker of the House of Representatives Mike Johnson. Every unborn child has a value that is too profound and precious to ignore. And we have every reason to be optimistic, my friends, that we can change public opinion. My friends, let's be encouraged, let's press on in hope and that we can join together and make this great difference. I believe that we can. We can stand with every woman for every child and we can truly build a culture that cherishes and protects life. Well, that's all for this week. For regular updates and information on all of our stories, plus much more, visit our website at christian.org.uk. Until next time, goodbye.